Well, good evening, guys. Glad to be together. Let's go before God right now and ask that he would draw us to the things that he has in store for us tonight. Father, we begin an evening gathering together to seek you and, well, right now, just confident in who you are. A God who is good and present and faithful and true, that tonight we get to enter into that. We get to enter into that space of knowing you. Get to enter into that space of, of your faithfulness in that. And so, God, right now, right in this moment, would you enable that? Would you, anything that just impedes that, anything that would keep us from being able just to be in your presence tonight, would you graciously just work through? Lord, where there's just physical tiredness or, or weariness that could just cause us to, to, to be out, I think of how you'd even touch Daniel and just enable him to hear. Lord, where there's just a space of just needing just a, a breath from you that would refresh and renew, God, would you do that? Lord, where there's any blockage of sin that would make it right now, where unable for you to speak into their lives, Lord, would you even at this very moment bring that to just the, the issue and be the God that cleanses and renews and draws into a space of just being present with you tonight? These and everything else that you understand that can hinder just us being able to be a part of what you have tonight, we ask you to deal with and then draw us to you. We submit that to you in our lives at the same moment, and we do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening. If you're able, let's stand together and worship. Thank you. 
shepherd the incredible just weight and wonder of that in that well-known psalm and yet just to come before you and say lord i'm so glad so glad for what you are so glad for how you work in our lives would you help us to know that better would you cause us to be those who step into that and and just walk with you in the things that you have in store for us God, we surrender that right now to you as we just take this evening and thank you for your provision of it and your care. We honor you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, glad to spend this evening with you guys again. Welcome. Glad to be a part of this. Glad to be able to seek what God is having for us this evening, longing that he meets you tonight in ways that are just present and real. For those who are going to be making their way back, if you haven't already, for the uh, Bible Explorers Mid-High or Youth Group, we're going to dismiss you and long for God's blessing in that, and he, he would meet you in favor. As they make their way to that, we want to take a few moments, as we do on Wednesday nights, and just take prayer requests before God. So if you filled out one of those prayer request cards that were available at the door, if you haven't already passed those in, if you would pass those in to Royce as he comes by and gathers those, and then we're going to take a few moments and just go before God and to ask for his favor and ask for his help, and we're inviting you to do that with us. Now, if you're joining us online or you're joining us in the overflow, same invitation. First of all, if you have a request, if you can text that to Gala or put it on Facebook or YouTube in the comments section, we'll pull those off and then try to put that into the prayer here. But our real invitation is that you would pray with us, that each of us right now would pray. So Royce and I are going to lead, but our intention is that you would actually join us in prayer. So that might simply look like you, as we're praying this, you're just going to say, God, I agree. And maybe as we're praying something just very quietly, you just want to add to it and say, yeah, this. Or maybe at the same moment, the Holy Spirit will bring other things to your mind. Lay those down before him. But let us, in this moment, let's go before him and ask that he would be the God that would help us and draw us into everything that he has for us. So would you guys join us in prayer? Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for a space uh, that we get to gather. But I thank you so much more for the access that we have to you an access that cannot be denied to us in Christ, an access that we get to come boldly before your throne, an access where we get to find you as a God who both cares, hears, but commands us to come and, and to pray about everything and tells us that you're a God that answers that. I believe you. And so with great joy, we just come and want to just intercede for one another, and we ask right now that you would surround this moment as we just bring these requests to you. Heavenly Father, we continue to stand with uh, Kevin and Kathy uh, happily, Lord, and request 
uh, salvation for their family, Lord. Father, we uh, know that you are the one who, who salvation belongs to. It belongs to you. you. All power is yours, Lord. So, Father, we pray that you would save their family, Lord. Father, we pray for our nation. We pray that our nation would turn to you, Lord. We know that uh, uh, many things uh, look chaotic, but, Father, we can trust in you. You are on your throne. Father, we pray for salvation for Tom and Wendy, for the Garcia, Cloud, McGill, and Myers family, Lord. Father, we pray that you would do the work of salvation that only you can do in their lives. Father, we join Doug tonight and want to just pray for an unspoken request. Lord, that's a joy that you know exactly what it is, that we can come before you and not have to have the information, but say this that is on Doug's heart. We just join him right now and ask, Lord, that you would work, that you would be a God who would show yourself strong in the midst of this, that you would be a God who would carry and work and draw what you have, Lord, in that, trusting you and your good plan in that, but we join and just pray for this and lay it in your good care. Heavenly Father, we uh, come to you um, asking for healing for uh, members of the body, Lord. We pray for Ruthie and Ed. Father, we pray for James and Geraldine, Lord, and we pray for continued healing for Natalie, Lord. We thank you for the good report uh, that we've gotten uh, from her, Lord. Uh, Father, we know that that is your hand, and we give you all the praise, Lord. Father, we just pray that you would continue and that you would complete it, Lord. Father, we pray for uh, your outpouring of your spirit upon Roswell, Lord. Father, help us, help us to be um, faithful, to trust you, and to obey your word, Lord. Help, Help it to start with us. Father, as we join that, we also just want to pray right now for Donise. Is She just asks us to pray for her brother, who is really going down uh, fast. Uh, hospice has him on morphine, and, and now uh, just finding just, just blood in his urine. Lord, we just want to ask uh, that you would be in this. And, and Lord, in that whole sense, we recognize death, and, and we recognize that that is not something any of us get out of. And so, Lord, I pray for this in his life right now. I can't remember if, if he is yours, and if he's not, Lord, I would pray that you would do all that takes to draw him in these moments to surrender to you. But if he is yours, Lord, as Donnie's just asked, she's asked that he wouldn't uh, linger long in pain. And, and we just ask that, and just ask your, your gentleness, your care about that, as a God who sees and understands, and we just bring this before you. We bring our sister Donnie's before you, and uh, just the, the weight of having to carry this with her brother, and, and just pray that you would be her uh, encourager, upholder, and strength, uh, even right now tonight. Heavenly Father, we continue to ask for your healing hand, Lord. Uh, we pray and stand with Kelly for her, the healing of her stepdad's heart and arteries. Uh, the physicians are saying that nothing can be done, that there's too much damage, but Father, you made him. And Father, you know exactly uh, Uh, what can be done because all things are within your power, Lord. Father, I pray that you would draw him near to yourself. I I don't know him, and I don't know what his relationship with you is, but I pray that this would be used to draw him near to yourself, Lord, if he knows you to draw him nearer, and if he doesn't know you to draw him 
to saving grace, Lord, we, we thank you that you're a God that cares for us and, and who keeps your hand upon us, Lord. Father, we thank of just your incredible care and the way that you tell us that as we lay all these things before us, that not only do you care, but you understand. God, it's good to do that. It's good to come and just say, Lord, these we lay before you. Um, believing that you're a God who's heard us tonight, glad to be able to pray together as a body of Christ, glad to be able to just ask to see you work in the midst of that, and Lord, we do. Um, just asking for your care in that. And Lord, before we leave this moment of intercession, I just want to just take further and bring every single person here. The reality is all of us have needs. All of us are going through things right now, and, and you understand. God, the things that are just right now present, God, would you be the one that just be, is the guide and the help? Would you be the one that is the strength and the life? Would you draw to what you would have in this moment and, and just to you in the midst of that? God, trusting you as a God who is that and who cares, we lay all of this and our lives into your good care. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, it is good to see you tonight. Glad to be able to gather together and seek what God has for us. If you got a Bible, and I hope you do, would you make your way to Matthew's Gospel, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 tonight. Matthew's Gospel chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles in front of you, a page number on the screen, so you can get there. However that works, you can use electronic devices, we often say. Same in the overflow or online. Get us a copy of the Scriptures and join us tonight. So tonight we are kind of going to begin just a very short, uh, small series in just talking here in Matthew chapter 6, talking about prayer and, and really looking at it. You know, we finished up the book of Proverbs, um, and then we're heading very quickly towards Christmas. And as we move into January, uh, just FYI, probably for the month of January on Wednesday night, we're going to do a brief how to study the Bible, kind of just a, a basic FYI and just basic uh, understanding of, of being able to rightly interpret Scripture. And so we'll do that for four weeks in January. So it kind of felt weird, you know, to start a, a new study. It's like, okay, I finished Proverbs, and yeah, we're going to do that. And so kind of was asking the Lord about it. And I felt like, well, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand, that we're going to look at how to study the Scriptures. And so we're going to spend three weeks just talking about our prayer lives and looking a little bit at the Lord's Prayer in walking through that and yet seeking to grow in that. Now, with that, one of the things I want to do uh, tonight, and we'll see how it works, um, we did like a Q&A a couple weeks ago, and that was kind of interesting to be able to kind of get people's impact and, and thoughts in the midst of it. So tonight, in the midst of our study, and maybe for the next two weeks if this goes well, uh, we'll do the same thing in the sense that, you know, if you, we're going to pause maybe once or twice in the midst of the study and just say, okay, do you have any questions on that? Like, as we're going over this, and we're talking about this, and so if there's a question that I'm not answering, because there's so much uh, we could talk about when we think about our prayer lives, uh, I'm going to give you space to do that, and so just FYI, you know, so you can be thinking about that if you're like, okay, we wish you would have addressed this, well, good, ask me, and, and then we'll do our best to make sure that we do. Well, before we dive into that, let's just ask God's help that He would draw us to what He has for us tonight in His Word. God, thank you. Thank you for your Word. And thank you that it's absolutely good. Well, thank you that you work into it just all that we need. Lord, I thank you for that which you've revealed to us. And yet I would ask, Lord, would you meet us now and show us exactly what we're needing to hear in this? Leaning very much into what you said you would, you would do for us, Jesus. You said that as you ascended that you gave us the Spirit. 
to be the one who would come alongside of us and teach us and, and do that. And, and so, Spirit, we're just asking right now, please meet us tonight. Please show us your ways. Please show us what you have for us. Cause it so that we're growing. And I would just simply come in and ask, Lord, as we're talking about prayer, God, that you would teach us to pray, that you would teach us to, to be a people of prayer. And, and in that, would you meet each person right now where they are, and grow us. Together we ask for that as we lay this before you and thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When you pray. That's actually how it begins, and it's a good beginning, by the way. If you have your Bibles there, Matthew 6, verse 5, and when you pray. It's not a question uh, of if. Uh, The reality is, if you're a follower of Jesus, you do pray. I guarantee it. There is no such thing as a prayerless Christian. There are Christians that struggle with prayer. In fact, if we're all together honest, all of us probably would say, hey, I could use help in that. I I need to grow. And that's a good space to come. But there's never been a space that you could have someone that is really a genuine follower of Jesus, that has, you know, relationship with God, that the Spirit of God is working in, that has no, you know, ability or, or even just kind of drawing into that space. So I'll even begin right there. If you're a person who has no prayer life, then I would say to you very clearly, hey, you need to know Jesus. You need to come into a relationship with him because he is the one that brings us into that. Now, it doesn't mean that if you pray that you're automatically a believer. Most people actually try to pray, Uh, but only those who actually have a relationship with Jesus are granted us this access. And so again, I'm telling you, if you're here this, this evening outside of a relationship with Jesus, then we would plead with you uh, for the sake of your soul, for the sake of your eternity, to, to, to surrender your life to Jesus, but on top of that, for the sake of the incredible treasures of a relationship with God, including having access to come in and pray, we invite you to that. That said, again, for most of you, you're, you know, it's clear, you're a follower of Jesus. You're one that has that relationship, and yet this place of prayer is often one of those things that we struggle with. In fact, it's interesting, it's the only question uh, that we have the disciples ever asking uh, Jesus to teach them something. In, in Luke's gospel, in chapter 11, it says, Lord, teach us to pray. Like, would you show, would you teach us to do that? And it's a good space that we are often in that same place. Well, Jesus is doing that right here in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount. So I'm going to kind of very quickly make my way through several of the surrounding uh, kind of just just discussions that Jesus gives, things that points that he gives about prayer, quickly addressing some of the issues. And then again, I'm going to pause right there and say, okay, did I leave something hanging? Because literally we could spend hours on these verses with all that it could address, but I'm kind of wanting to walk alongside you and and say, is there something you're kind of struggling with in this that we could get there? So in this, Jesus begins to give this description. It says in verse 5, it says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Sure, they say to you, they have their rewards. He says, you know, if you're going to pray, don't be one who is a hypocrite. A hypocrite, you know, is is one of those things that we look at and all of us kind of understand what the word is, but sometimes we can lose sight of it. And if I could just give it to you in a very simple way, a hypocrite is a pretender. It's somebody who's pretending to be something they're not. Um, it would literally be used of in those days of an actor, uh, of somebody who would, you know, stand up on stage and pretend to be, you know, whoever they were acting, but it's not who they really are. Uh, they were a hypocrite. 
They were pretending. And the danger is that what Jesus says is for some people in their spiritual lives, that's what they become for. It's, it's all an act. It's all a, a show. It's all putting it on so that really, if there's no reality behind it, you only do it when people are watching. You only you know, do that when it's there. And so Jesus says, here are these people who would pray, and they would do so very ostentatiously. They would do so out loud. They would do so on street corners those days within Israel. But again, he just gives it to us there in verse 5. They're doing it to be seen by men, and that's all they're going to get. Men are the one who are going to be their answer. And he calls us away from that. Now, very clearly, he's not telling us not to pray out loud, by the way. He's not telling us not to, to pray with people because we find that all the way through Scripture. We find that space of that, but he's calling us away from this place of it just being phony, a fake, and, and not being what God has for us. He's calling us to authenticity, which prayer is amazing. To fake that would just be altogether tragic in, in incredible ways. And so he calls us away from hypocrisy, and then he adds to it this in verse 6. But... When you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees you will reward you openly. I'll just say it this way. There ought to be a secret place. Let me see if I can try to surround it this way. We can pray all the time. In fact, we should pray all the time. It tells us in Thessalonians we could pray without ceasing. So prayer is one of these things that... You can pray anywhere, whatever's taking place in your life. There can be spaces where you're, you know, just taking moments and you have a moment, you quickly cry out for God to help, and you ought to do that. Good prayer life kind of encompasses all of our life. That said, there ought to also be a space that is, well, to use Jesus' terms, a secret space. It doesn't mean like nobody else knows about it, but it is the idea where it's just you and God. It's not for anybody else. Nobody else is listening. It's just a space where you have it. And I will tell you this. I believe it's God's design for your prayer life, that it's meant to be more than just a rambling uh, you know, overflow of your life. There ought to be a space that you pry. Maybe, again, there's just, just a time and a space. Like, okay, hey, it's first thing in the morning, or it's, hey, this is my you know, prayer closet, literally, or maybe this is my ch prayer chair, or maybe for some of you, it's, it's my walk. Like, it's a, you know, because you could walk and pray. For some of you, it's a great space. Like, this is my prayer walk. This is when God and I talk. This is when we do it, or prayer drive, or whatever it is. But there ought to be a space where I would say daily you set aside to have just time talking to God. And, and again, it ought to be that way. There ought, there, there's no doubt about it that when Jesus speaks about it, that he's saying this, that you ought to have this place where you go into your room and you shut that door and you talk to your Father who you can have that connection with. Where nobody, It's just you and him. It's just you and a relationship with God, because that's, I mean, that's what the, the weight, that's the, the true beauty of a real prayer life, is not what others see, but it's that place where God is inviting you into that incredible space. So he invites us to that, and again, hopefully it's a space in your life. For many, it is. For some of you have had it at other places, and, and it's weak in your life. Can I just take a moment, encourage you, and say, hey, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have to be massive. You know, I'm not asking you to pray for three hours, unless God is inviting you to pray for three hours. But I am inviting you to have a space that just daily is like, hey, this is my time. This is my God time. You know, me and God, we talk, and, and this is where we go, and I would invite you to do that. Add to that, he says in verse 7, again, the same way, and when you pray. So third time, he's kind of saying the same thing, like, when you do this, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard 
for their many words. Don't use vain repetitions. It's not necessarily the length of your prayer that earns the reward. It's a weird space where sometimes people begin to think about it that way, but it really ties into something more. Sometimes people get the idea that prayer is uh, meritorious, that we're earning something by our prayer, that, you know, if I pray longer, maybe God will answer. And that's, that's an altogether wrong philosophy. It's not, you're not earning anything when you're praying. Add to it this way some, because that's really the way they do it. They think if they pray it more, that, that maybe it's more worthy. Some of you grew up maybe within a Catholic church or you've been in the midst of that, and if I can just use that as a good example of a vain repetition, I think of things like the rosary or, or Hail Marys and those kinds of things, and you've had, if you've had, it, had any of that as a background, you know, there they are, and you know, here the priest would tell them, hey, you've got to pray 47 Hail Marys or something. It's like, okay, it's like somehow like one wasn't enough, but if you pray 47 of them, it begins to earn something. Like I'm, I'm earning something because I'm saying it more, and that's an altogether just absolutely foreign reality to what God has. Prayer is not us earning that. Again, for some of us, we could look on that and think, that's just silly. That's just, that's just silly to think about it that way, but we would still fall into it, thinking, well, if I don't pray for an hour, then maybe it's not really, you know, a good prayer. Like, if I, if it's a really good, I mean, I, I got to earn something. I mean, he's got to, he's got to, and it's like, okay, wait, so prayer is not that. Prayer is not earning something. It's not something where, you know, that it is that. It's not wrong to pray for something more than once. In fact, we find Paul saying, you know, he prayed, you know, three times. We find throughout Scripture instructions to pray. So it's not saying not to pray for the same thing over again, but it's just like he's really tying into this idea of, of seeing it as earning, you know, something from God by your prayer life, and it is not that. It is totally not. In fact, it's with that that Jesus talks in, tosses this in there, not with the, the same introduction. He doesn't say when you pray, but kind of just ties this in with a therefore. In verse 8, he says, Therefore do not be like them, these people who pray with vain repetitions. For your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask. It's a good reminder, but prayer is not actually giving God any information. Might be a surprise to some, you know, but some people think, well, you know, it's like, you know, got to tell God all that's going on because he doesn't know. Or maybe he's forgot. He, it's not the way this works. Prayer, God doesn't need to know anything. Prayer is about a relationship. Prayer is about drawing us into that space where we connect with him, where, where, where he does work through prayer. But it's not information. In fact, God knows us. He absolutely knows where we are. Well, well, these four things kind of help destroy just some wrong understandings about prayer, and then Jesus is just going to give it this way in this well-known thing that we call the Lord's Prayer. It just begins there in verse 9. and says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. We're going to talk about what that is and really, again, the, the space of the Lord's Prayer. But it's, again, just a place where I just want to quickly hold it out to you that Jesus says, okay, you want help? Here's, here's an example. Here's, here's a manner, not, not a, a prayer to repeat, but a, a thing that you could go through. And he gives us the Lord's Prayer, which I will hold out to you, as I often do, an incredible help to prayer, something that I use actually every single day. Uh, just praying through that, where he gives us 10 things, 10 spaces of, of prayer that I would say any effective prayer life spends time in those 10 spaces every day. 
that there are spaces that should be a part of your prayer life and, and can flow into it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how that works, and then we'll continue uh, in, in the coming weeks doing that, kind of thinking through kind of just some examples for us to pray for and something to kind of sink our teeth in and say, okay, here's something helpful. Well, before we go there, I kind of told you I would give you just a moment, especially as I think about some of the things that I just highlighted that he's saying not to or something in the midst of this. As you think about prayer and what that's like, I just want to give you a quick moment to ask a question. Now, quick FYI, uh, we've done that with a little microphone that we pass around uh, before, and it's not working. So technology, got to love it, got to hate it uh, kind of thing in the midst of it. So you just, if you give me a question, I'll do my best to repeat it. So if you're watching online, sorry for the little silent spaces, uh, but I'll do my best to repeat any question that somebody asks. So when you think about prayer and you think about these things, any questions before we dive into the Lord's Prayer that you would want to have me kind of address really quickly? Zach. Zach. Right, that's a good one. Um, so Zach's question is, does prayer change God's will? And, and there's you know, much to think about that. I will probably leave part of that question to answer when we get to it next week, because next week we'll get into asking, you know, your will be done uh, a little bit in, in the way that it is. Um, you know, in, in many ways, God's inviting us into. Here's what we know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a simple childlike person. Um, God answers prayer. And, and he, you know, James tells us we don't have because we don't ask. So there are things that we don't have if we don't ask. And it's not a changing of God's will, it's his will that that's how things move forward, that he's designed it so that prayer becomes a part of his, you know, the, the way that he's wanting the world to unfold, and he's inviting us to be a part of that. So that's a little bit of a beginning answer, but I'll try to dive into it more next time. Good. Any other questions, kind of prayer questions, especially about these things just in this space? Okay, John. Mm-hmm. Good. So John's question is, on repetitions, you can constantly ask for the same things till you get them. Absolutely, yes. Uh, again, one of the things that's really powerful about prayer is, again, it, as long as it's not meritorious, is not as we're not thinking, okay, well, I've prayed for this now 50 times, so maybe God's going to answer it because I've prayed for it 50 times. That's, that would be wrong. But what God says, you know, like he would tell us in Philippians, is be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your you know, request be made known to God. So if it's on our heart, we should be talking to him about it. And if it's still in my heart again tomorrow, I'm going to talk to him about it again. And if it's still in my heart again, I'm going to talk to him about it again. Uh, it's not because I think that my prayers, you know, that God is waiting for me to pray a hundred times. Uh, but I just know this, that, you know, as long as it's a part of where I am, I'm going to bring it to my, before my Heavenly Father. But there's not a sense of merit, merit not a sense of earning uh, his favor. Good. Other questions before we dive in? Right, good, yeah. Very good. So Frank, you know, kind of asked. He says, "So a lot of prayer is not bad." Absolutely not. So, uh, you know, obviously there are spaces where you know God would invite us to pray. You know, we we can look through history and look through Scripture, and we find some of the most incredible prayer warriors who who literally pray for hours, and and, and that's an, an incredible space. Ultimately, God's inviting us to never stop praying. Uh, to pray without ceasing. So it's not a problem of, of praying long. I didn't mean to make it sound as, as if it was, but it's not meritorious. It's not 
well, you know, he's not going to answer my prayer because I only have five minutes to pray. You know, uh, you know he's going he's to wait till I have an hour to pray. That would be, a, you know, again, a place that somehow saw my prayer as earning instead of, like, I, I have so many things to talk to my father about. All of a sudden, it's two hours, you know? It's like, I, but I'm just, ta- it's not earning something, which becomes the, the, the real key part in the whole space. Good. Anything else? Okay, well, we're going to keep going, and if you have questions as we go into this, and if you have questions anytime, email me, talk to me. I love questions because it not only does it help me answer your questions and be able to walk alongside, but it also makes sure that I understand what you're wrestling with. Uh, you know, one of the great dangers for any Bible teacher is that we answer questions that nobody's asking, you know, and we don't answer the questions that people are actually asking, and so there's no way for me to understand just all that that is unless you kind of help me, and so ask questions at times. I love them. Uh, not that I'm always a great answer, but it also helps me just get a window into you. So we look at this whole space, and Jesus gives us this place that we talk about the Lord's Prayer. In fact, we talk about this often. In fact, this is one of our slides that runs up on our announcements that maybe you've seen it. And basically, we say, hey, you know, pray through the Lord's Prayer. Do you struggle with prayer? You know, Jesus gave us a model prayer to help us. Uh, we believe that the idea is not praying in rote fashion but using the Lord's Prayer as an outline to guide us to the things that we should pray for. And so we encourage that. In fact, on our Bible reading bookmarks, on the back of it, we print that out for you. We print out the Lord's Prayer, and we break it up into 10 sections, uh, just 10, 10 kind of subject matters uh, that would be there. And I just want to again point out, as Jesus lays this out to us, he just says, in this manner, pray. It's not in this prayer pray, not not just repeating this prayer. That, again, would be a meritorious thing. Think, okay, I got to pray this prayer. But he gives us something that is, hey, in this way, or according to these things, pray. And so what I would, again, encourage you is I believe the Lord's Prayer is an incredible help to pray. Now, I don't pray through the Lord's Prayer every time I pray. That's not the whole idea. But every day I do especially in my quiet spaces with the Lord, I, I do. And, and, I, and I pray through this, not just repeating it, but spending time in each subject. So for me, it, it, it's as if moving through it and think, thinking through it. And there's something about just making sure you do that. And I don't know if it's going to work for anybody else or the way it does for me, but there's something about covering all 10 of those aspects. It's like those, I mean, I just, these are the things I need to talk to God about every day. Uh, they, they cover so very, very much, and I would encourage you to give that a shot. I mean, that if, if you're wanting to grow in prayer, if you're not already doing this, this is Jesus' prescription. In fact, he gives it more than once. So we have it here in Matthew's gospel, and then in Luke, they ask him again. That's when they ask him, hey, Lord, like, would you teach us to pray? And he gives them the same thing. He gives him the same uh, thing that we call the Lord's Prayer, but it's not really his prayer, it's ours. It's his giving it to us as kind of a template that we can say, okay, I'm going to pray this way, and, and I just wanted to tell you it's a powerful reality to do so. So let's just work on it a little bit tonight. We'll see how far we get. We begin with that first one that Jesus just begins the prayer, and he says, we ought to, as we're going to pray, in this manner we ought to pray, and he says, our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. And there is a tie into the idea of it being a relationship. By the way, before I dive into that, I just want to make sure I just answer a question because I did get uh, one question that was sent, you know, as we announced that we're going to do this. And again, I love that someone uh, kind of reached out a question and just said, so I get confused. I get confused on, you know, do we talk to Jesus? Do we talk to the Holy Spirit? Do we talk to the Father? Is it okay to talk to all of them? I mean, how does that whole thing work? 
Well, let me give it to you in a simple, kind of a technically correct way, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, prayer is to God. Uh, prayer, in, in biblically, kind of, you know, just in the midst of it, is, is a prayer to God through Christ by the help of the Holy Spirit. That there is this space that what most prayer is, is that. Now, that said, the Trinity is not, um, you know, God in, 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 in His in just perfection that He is both Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is no division. Uh, there is no, like, um, you know, I think someone who was asking the question is like, sometimes I feel like I'm neglecting one of them or something. You know, it's like, if I pray to one, it's like, is, is one of them being like, you never talk to me, you know, kind of thing. And, and I just want to say, it's not the way it works. I mean, you, you know, to talk to God as you're talking to God. And thankfully, he is not so... Um, you know, making it hard on us in, in the way that it works. So there are spaces that, that make it just authentic, authentic to pray to Christ and, and to pray to Jesus and to pray to the Spirit. I did so tonight. I don't know if you caught it, but we just talked about it. As we were heading into this, you know, I just, you know, I, I thanked Christ for the, for the access that He is for us and He gave us. And, and then I asked the Holy Spirit to help teach us, you know, because there is this sense that it's relational, that it's connecting. That said, again, most of our prayer focuses on just, you know, what Jesus says. Pray to your heavenly Father. Go, go before your Father. Go before God uh, in, in that, in doing that. And yet again, there's a beauty to the whole thing that is much more relational, much more powerful than complicated. If you're making it complicated as if somehow, like, I got to say it right. Like, if I don't, if, you know, if I don't rightly articulate his name or something, it's going to go wrong. It's not the way he works. He's, he's, this isn't magic. This isn't, you know, an incantation. This is a relationship that we have with him. In fact, that is the most important part in this beginning space, that prayer first and foremost is a relationship with God. Prayer first and foremost is a relationship with God. At this moment, if you're praying through the Lord's Prayer, we're not asking. We're not asking for all the practical things that we often ask for. We're not asking for, for healing or help. That's coming. Intercession is certainly a part of our prayer life. But prayer life at its very core and first, the first part of the request, is about a relationship. It's about knowing God as your heavenly Father. It is loving Him. It is knowing Him. He is the absolute greatest need that you have. He is the highest purpose of your life. So that the first commandment is that you would love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that, you know, kind of in that famous Augustine quote, you know, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in Him. That there's this constant relationship that we are just being driven to and drawn to. That prayer is first and foremost that relationship where we get to walk in that. And, and so the part of spinning space in prayer is to press into that. To, to press into that space where you, you're longing and, and longing to know him and longing to love him and longing to walk in that. It's a good thing to ask for. It's a good thing to, to seek to walk in in this relationship. Now, at this moment, I'm just going to be a little bit just kind of, hey, it, how it works for me. It may not work for anybody else the same way. But so I use the Lord's Prayer every day, and, you know, and, and I walk through it, but it's not always the same. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit aware of my own propensity that if I'm not careful, I could uh, just pray rotely. I could just, you know, okay, this is what I pray here. This is what I pray here. So for me, it's just, it, it's, it's stepping into this moment and then just bring it before God. There are a number of verses that I've memorized that are really good go-to verses in this space. And so sometimes I'll just, you know, kind of just pray those before God and thinking about them. But many of the times I will try to be very, very present. 
I will be thinking, okay, God, what, you know, just in the language of what, he, what he's speaking to me in, in this week, uh, things that are there. So, you know, in the last couple of days, I, I found myself thinking through one of the songs uh, that we sang on Sunday morning, you know, kind of began our service by saying, you know, Lord, I want to know you, and then I want to know you more. And, and so there was like, oh, that's just, that just, that's my prayer, Lord. I just, and so I'll spend some time like, God, that, you know, that we sang that Sunday. I'm still finding myself just saying, God, I, I want to know that. God, I, I want to know you and I want to know you more. And so it will be something that just daily I will spend time crying out for me and for my family and for you and for us as his people that God would draw us into a space that that relationship would be the most satisfying thing, that, that, that knowing him would be that. Now, if this is helpful, sometimes it's really good just to ask him for it, uh, just to really ask him. Uh, I think some of the ones I have memorized, one of the Psalms, you know, God, cause me, cause me to know your love, cause me to know that, cause me to, to, to be aware of that, or spaces where I will, you know, pray through those things. Like, God, I, I'm asking that you would show me and draw me more to you and, and, and take this deeper. And so there's a space of asking him for that, of just recognizing, hey, this is amazing. Like, God, I get to call you Father. Now, here's what I know. You know, he wants you to do that into a way that you relate to him in, in, in incredible ways. And so longing to grow in that relationship and asking for it is good. But I also find this to be helpful. And again, I don't know if this is going to get sound weird, and so I hope it isn't get weird and, and kind of you go, like, hey, you're a little bit weird. Um, but I am, um, uh, you know, but in one sense, I want to just say, you know, part of this is an actual relationship, and so I just want to say it very, very carefully. In some of this space, speak directly to him, and, 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 you know, tell him, God, God, I love you. <laughs> God, you're my father. I, I'm so glad for that. Don't just ask. Don't just make it a time where you're, where you're like, okay, yeah, you're, you know, thank you, you know, that, you know, how great, the, you know, love is that we get to be called the children of God. That's really, really good. And, um, and ask, that's a good space. But, but honestly, ask him. And, and if that sounds like, well, Jim, I, I don't know if that's there. I want to tell you it is. Because if you're a, fa- a child of God, the love of God is poured into your heart and it's longing for an outlet. On top of that, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you that Romans and Galatians tells us that the Spirit is crying out with inside of you. It's crying out, Abba, Father. Like it is just doing, he's doing everything he can to bring you into this relationship where you get to know God is your Father. And sometimes it's just helpful just to step in and, and seek to walk in. Changing the illustration, again, just to see if it's helpful for somebody. It's kind of like really any other relationship in some senses. You know, you think about a marriage, you know, I could sit there and I could imagine sitting down with a couple and they're like, well, you know, I love her. Do I have to tell her? You know, I mean, it's like, do I actually have to, you know, actually like say it? You know, doesn't she know? I mean, I told her at the altar, you know, and if she ever, if it ever changes, I'll tell her, you know, do I actually have to speak it? And I would say, absolutely, you do, both for her, but for you. Because there's something about it when if you're, in a, if you're married and you, and, you, and you have that relationship, you might actually understand this, that you know, when you look over at your spouse and you actually tell her or you tell him, hey, I love you. I just wanted to tell you that. It, it's not that it creates it, but it brings it alive, both for them and for you. And, and it does something that connects to that. And so some of your prayer life is meant to be that. It's meant to be this space where, where you're joining and you're seeking and you're, and you're drawing near to him and growing in a relationship with him. And if I can say it again in the most simple way, it is the best part of the whole deal. I mean, this is the best part of the whole thing. And if this isn't exciting to you, then it's, I'm going to tell you, like, you, you, you need to dive in deeper. 
like you need to get to know our Father because, you know, the rest of it is like overflow from this. If, if you can get to this place where you get to know God, like He has drawn you into a space that you get to have a relationship with Him, that becomes, it's just like, that's the best part of prayer. You know, I used to think it was, you know, praying for the, you know, all my prayer requests, you know, and it's like, oh, those are good too. I'm glad to get to tell them those things, but man, just getting to just spend time in my Father's presence and getting to talk to Him and, and, and know Him and, and, and long to find Him to be the thing that is the most satisfying and, and the most joyful and the greatest love that I have, that it ever could be there. It is so much a part of it, and I just want to invite you that that would be just what you're experiencing. I'm telling you now, it's the best part of it, and, and you're going to learn it more if you'll step into this. You'll learn it when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, the best part of heaven is going to be God, the best part. I mean, no more sin is going to be great. No more pain is going to be wonderful. Uh, no more, you know, all the junk in the world is going to be good. But you know what? Those pale next to that we're going to be in his presence. They are going to know him. They are going to see him. And, 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 and I'm just telling you, you get to taste that in this. And so if that sounds like what you're tasting, good. If it isn't, if somehow your prayer life is dry, and it's like, well, you know, yeah, I do want my family to get saved, so I pray for them, and I, uh, you know, I do, you know, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of go through my prayer list, but it, it's like, okay, if you haven't tasted knowing him, then you're missing so much of what prayer is, because God doesn't need it. He doesn't need information. The God of the universe, the God of the universe has drawn you to be in a relationship with him, so it becomes the first place in the midst of prayer, and certainly a part of that. Okay. Let's talk about the second one, and then again, I will pause and see if you have any quick questions. So, we pray our Father who art in heaven. Then the second uh, part of, of prayer that Jesus teaches us is this place where we honor God, where we hallowed be your name, and it really is this picture of worship. So, we think through just the terms, just so we're making sure we're there, hallowed. It is the idea of declaring holy or recognizing as holy. That, that saying, hey, God, you are holy. Like, this is who you are. It's recognizing the character of God. When we say, hallowed be your name, uh, it's the idea when the, when the scriptures talk about the name of God, it's not just his designation. It's everything he is. It's everything he is. So that, you know, Moses asks God, hey, God, I want to know you. I want to know your glory. And so God says, I'm going to declare to you my name. And he just, you know, I, I'm the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious and long-suffering. And, and he unpacks his character for Moses. And so part of that is this, that part of our prayer life is to be diving into worship, a place where we are declaring and recognizing who he is, a place that we rest in that, that we believe that God is all that, that we know who he is, that it that be a space that we walk in that. And once more, it's a good space to ask and walk in. Again, I just quoted Moses, so Moses is probably one of the good examples of somebody who, who was always wanting to know God more, who after he gets the Ten Commandments and sees God up at the top of, you know, of Mount Sinai, comes down and he's still like, God, I, I just want to know your glory. And God, would show me your glory. And, and God you know, answers and said, hey, you can't see my face, but I will, I'll show you more. And there's always this space where we ought to be longing to not just know him, but know his, who he is and his beauty and his sovereignty and his holiness and his goodness. And so part of your prayer life should just wrap around that. 
And, and so, again, how this works for you might be different than how it works for me, and I want to give you freedom in that. I think, again, that using the Lord's Prayer should be and can be helpful for everybody. But the way we do it differently, it might be differently. So for me, again, it's a little bit of a present thing. So in this moment, when I sit down to, to have my quiet time and spend time alone with God, I'll get to this section and I'll just think through the things that God has been showing me that week. Things like, you know, God, you know, I, I'm thinking through, you know, verses that have landed this week or, or things that have been spoken and, and reminders of who you are. And so sometimes I just come and just, 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 just thank him and praise him and worship him for that. Then again, I have a bunch of go-to verses, uh, much like the one that Moses prayed, you know, prayed and God declaring his name. So sometimes I'll just work through that. Like, God, this is who you are. This is who you are. Or I'll think through, you know, the ones that say, God, you are, the, the Lord is good and, and his mercy is everlasting. And, and so I'll just wrap myself around those things. And so it's a place of both just declaring that, but then just saying, God, I, I know, I believe it. I absolutely believe this. I absolutely believe this is who you are. I absolutely believe this is who you are. And, and yet wanting to know it more. And so kind of like what I said uh, with the, the worship part, sometimes it's just good to say it. I mean, just, just to say, God, you know, you're a holy God. You're, you're a righteous God. Like, you, there's not any shadows in you. There's not any brokenness. And, there's, and, you, and you just kind of walk through the beauty of, of who God is in a space, again, where it just surrounds us and we find ourselves just recognizing him, just getting to know him more and, and finding that to just overflow into our lives, which, again, is part of our prayer life. Again, it's meant to be a part of, of, of how we connect into the midst of that, into a space where we are worshiping him, where we're seeking to, to, to walk into, you know, what that looks like and, and in the ways that, that it work itself out, into a space, again, that it's growing, where it ought to be, that, you know, in your prayer life and in these spaces that you get to know it better. And, and again, I'm trying to figure out how to make this as, as beautiful as it is and just tell you, the more you get to know him and, and, and this space of, of even personally connecting, it's as if there's, you know, the, the, the shadows that sometimes people just, well, yeah, I know God's good. It's like, oh, do you not know how good he is? Do you not know how, how marvelous he is? Do you not dive into this? I mean, where you can just, just believe and allow that to flow around all of your life. I mean, the interesting thing is, again, we haven't even gotten to requests yet where we're interceding for what we're going through. But honestly, if we can get here, if we can get here in the words of, say, for example, Psalm 46, where we're just like, I'm just going to be still for a moment. I'm going to know you're God. I, I, I just, I'm going to know that you, I'm going to pause, and I'm just going to say, God, you are. I mean, just to know that, it's interesting how often it's like, okay, I have requests, but so many of them just got answered because what I needed was to rest in your goodness. What I needed was to rest in who you are. And, and, and so prayer is meant to be that. It's meant to be this beautiful place uh, of connecting with God, of knowing Him. And, and, and so these first two, they flow so incredibly well, kind of just, okay, it's a relationship, it's worship, it's meant to be that. And again, maybe I'm saying that and everybody here knows that. Maybe this is already a part of your prayer life. But I do know. I do know that some, it's like, that's, I mean, my prayer life is a prayer list. <laughs> I pray for you know, aunt, my uncle, and then I pray for my grandparents. I, it's like, I just kind of run through this list, and then it's like, okay, I'm done. It's like, okay, you know, I did the check mark, I prayed, and it's like, okay, you're, it's much, much more than that. It's much, much more than that, and he's certainly inviting us into that. So before we go past that, again, I'm just going to pause and say, 
ask me some questions. Did that make sense? Is there something you'd want to be reiterated or say, hey, Jim, I didn't understand this or add to it as we think about these first two parts of the Lord's Prayer that we're pray, you know, praying, our Father who art in heaven, which is relationship, hallowed be your name, which is worship. Questions? Gayla. <laughs> okay, good. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus's name? In a very simple way, the access that we have is in Christ. Um, that when we think about what the Bible tells us, that we get to come boldly before the throne of God to, to, have, uh, to be able to speak, that access is not, is not given to anybody else. That only, it's only in Christ that we do that. So it's become very formulaic and, and not wrong uh, that we do so. That, so in our culture, we often just end our prayers that way. Like, I'm praying this in Jesus' name. It's not a bad thing. I do it all the time. Uh, but that's not the point. It's not like, okay, this is the stamp that sends it. You know, like, okay, the access is in Christ. And, and so the reality is, okay, so that somebody that doesn't know Jesus, um, they can pray all they want. And the Bible says their, their prayers have no access, uh, that they don't get through, that, that God says, because you're not listening to me, I, I won't listen to you. And so only in Christ uh, do, we, do we find that. With that, even in, in our relationship with Jesus, you know, it draws us to that place of being in Christ and being rightly in Christ that opens up that door of, of access. So it is much more about being a Christian and walking with Jesus that makes prayer beautiful, uh, that, that makes it a part of it. So if all you do is say in, in Jesus' name at the end of it, but you're not really in Christ, uh, being a Christian and walking with him, praying in Jesus' name doesn't do anything because it really is about that relationship. Good. Other questions? Ashley. So if you do like a prayer list, the same prayer list every night, does that... Yeah. Well, again, I want to be very careful because I want to say God has made us different people. And, and so there is a space of, hey, for some people that, that may be absolutely thriving. It's not bad to pray for things every day. There are things I pray for every day. I mean, I, you know, I probably pray for my family every day. I, I pray for you all every day. There's never, there's never a day that I'm not praying for, you know, our fellowship and what's in the midst of that. But the danger is, again, where it becomes, okay, that's all I'm doing. I'm just praying a list and I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not just, like, God, I want to know you. I just want to spend some time with you. I want to unburden my heart with you. I want to worship you. Um, and in that sense, um, I think it, again, I want to be very careful not to, to in any way um, say it has to be this way, but if it's a real relationship, it must be different. Imagine it this way. So just think about a, a husband and wife. Imagine if they had the exact same conversation every single day. Like, oh, it's five o'clock. It's time for me to say, how was your day? Okay. And then uh, 505, this is where I say, you know, I mean, it would be like, okay, well, that's great. I really want to know, but like, that's, that's like, you know, life doesn't work that way. Life isn't, like, relationship is, is alive and living so that if we are in a relationship with somebody, the overflow of our life is just flowing into that, and our relationship with God should be that. So it's not that it's bad to have a list, but it should be something so much more than that. Good. Other questions? Go for it. Good. So Ashley's question is, if someone who's new to prayer, how do you go about doing that? For me, that's what makes this so powerful. I just think you just begin by asking. 
I mean, God is, he, he over and over reiterates, hey, if you seek me, you're going to find me. Like, if you'll spend some time in it and you're really going to pursue me, God in his majesty says he'll do it. So what I love about the Lord's Prayer is, though I'm talking a lot, he gives it to us in like four words, four words. It's like, hey, just come before him and say, gosh, I want to spend a couple of time there. So I think just the time spent will grow. That if you're going to say, okay, so I'm stepping towards this and God, I want to know you. I want to spend some time. I want to spend a few moments. Again, maybe, you know, all you have is a few moments to spend, um, you know, and so you're going to spend, you know, five minutes on this or whatever. So I'm going to spend some time. Maybe I'm going to think through some verses. And again, in the midst of it, it just becomes something that grows. Uh, again, if I can just, uh, for lack of a better illustration, just come back to um, a relationship. So if it was going to be somebody like I was introducing you to a friend or a new family member, and I said, okay, so you guys are going to, you know, develop a relationship, so here's the thing. I want you guys to talk every day. I want you guys to, you know, at first it would be like, okay, this is really, <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. We're like, here, but the more the relationship grows, the, the, the deeper it grows, and that's how prayer is, uh, that it just begins by stepping into it, uh, making it a part of that. So for me, that's what gives the Lord's Prayer such power, because like, because you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. Well, no, here's 10 things. Here's 10 things that I should talk to God about every day. And if I do that, every one of them will grow into greater categories in, in beauty in my life. So again, it's just, that's why I like it in its simplicity and hopefully helpfulness. Good. Anybody else? Royce. Right. Good. Good. Excellent. So Royce's question as well as just comment is to say, okay, when we're thinking about this being a relationship, I mean, God doesn't speak to any of us audibly. I mean, I, I think I can say that. I mean, again, it's not, maybe somebody here this evening is like, well, actually I did hear an audible. Okay, but it's still not the normal. It's still not the normal. So it doesn't work that way. So we're talking to God, and yet we're hearing. And so, you know, some of that is learning how to do that. Um, so he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his spirit. He speaks to us in that still small voice, being a part of that. And so part of that is learning how to do that, which is kind of what I was trying to communicate a moment ago when I said, so for me, by taking those moments, like, okay, so I'm going to take some time every day, and I'm going to talk to God about my relationship, and I'm going to talk to God about who he is, some of that, I just am spending time reflecting on what he's been showing me. Like maybe I heard a song, and man, I can't, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. And, and there's, a, there's a truth, and so I'll just unpack it right there. With I'm like, God, I'm just thinking this through, and you know, you know, I, you know, I know you're speaking to me, and this, I know that kind of worked this, or maybe there's a verse that's landing in my life, or somebody's spoken something. So sometimes it's in those spaces where I'm seeking to kind of bring into my, you know, heart as well as talking to God about those things that he's been speaking in there. And the beauty of that is how it works, is that so often um, he does speak, you know, through his word and through his people um, and, and, and in ways that's just there. And, and growing in that is that space of, of where it lands. But I'll just give you a simple thought. Um, God is so gracious in the way that he does this. For many of us, you know, one of the clear things that defines when God is speaking to us is when he keeps bringing it up. Um, he has a way of doing this so that, you know, uh, maybe it's like a verse 
and, and then you like, you know, you hear it on Sunday, and you're like, man, that's kind of interesting, and then you hear somebody else say it, it's like, wow, that's the second time I've like heard that, <laughs> you know, that's kind of weird, and then you hear somebody else, it's like, wait a second, like, who is, who's teaming up, and everybody's giving me the same, it's like, wait, 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 okay, that's got to be God, like, he's, he's highlighting something, and so for me, I try to grab those things and say, okay, you know, this is what you've been speaking, so I want to make sure I'm processing it. I want to, and so they will often find themselves in the Lord's Prayer wherever that is. And so whether it's relationship or worship or it's like, okay, this is, I have heard this now like four times. It's like, I know, I know, God, you're trying to just unpack something to me. It's like, I want to unpack it with you. And so uh, it's a beautiful part of, of being able to do that. And it's part of what makes my life in, in prayer kind of work in that. Okay, I'm going to keep going uh, very quickly, just talk about one more thing, and then we're going to take some time to take communion tonight, which is what we do on the last uh, Wednesday night. But I just want to go back to it. We will uh, come back next week and really pick up this third part of it, which is where we're talking about your kingdom come. In essence, we're looking at heaven. In essence, we're spending time every day orienting ourselves in the big story. Uh, that every day we're recognizing, you know, God is the, the one who created, saved, and, and where this is going. And there's an orientation of our soul that does really, really good just to remind ourselves, you know, this is not the end of the story. Kind of like what we said tonight in the song, like, I know how this story ends. I, I know where this is going. And, and, and wrapping my life around hope and, and, and that kind of belief is incredibly powerful. Now, one of the things that's true in my prayer life and I think would be true in yours, but again, I want to just be very, very gracious because God does work in our lives differently. These first three areas become, in so many ways, if I can say it in the most simple way, like the big deal. Like if I can, if I can do these right, the rest of it is just an outflow out of it because these are focusing on what we have in him and then the next ones begin to ask requests like you know you know your will be done uh, give me this day our daily bread and we begin to ask for things and we begin to look at things but they're flowing out of this relationship they're flowing out of of this space of, of kind of you know working our way into that so when it when it goes well when i'm having just a, a good quiet time and again it's not always that way not wanting to make it sound like it's always great because it's not that's just life but when it is, it's like, man, when these things are right, it's like everything is like, yeah, everything's going to flow out of this because I know him, I love him, I believe in what he's doing, I trust him in e into eternity, I feel the weights uh, of all of that. And I was thinking about that. And again, I, I recognize it's not the exact uh, thing that's being addressed into it, but I, you know, one of the things I was thinking through when we were just reading uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians. Uh, some of you read through the scriptures with us when we were doing that. And I love the end of chapter 13. And he kind of gives us this thought, you know, he says, you know, you know, faith, love, faith, hope, and love, you know, these things are, are forever, you know, kind of deal. And I, I found myself just thinking about this and thinking that's exactly what this is. In one sense, as we're worshiping, it's this place where we're like, God, I believe you. I believe in who you are. I, I believe in what you say. I believe in your reality. When we think about your kingdom come, it is the essence of hope, this essence of, of believing in eternity. But when we're talking to him about uh, who he is, it's this beauty of love. And so, I mean, I just love that kind of way he says it there. Now, abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. And if I can say it again, just simply, I think that's true. I think that's true in life, but I think it's true in prayer. Like, these are the three things. Like, faith, like you trust God, like you believe God, you know who he is, and you, you orient yourself in the hope that Jesus is coming back, and, and heaven's coming. I mean, those things are, are just massive pillars in our life, but love is the best. 
Love is the greatest, that, that, that relationship, that first part of it, it's the sweetest. Uh, it's, it's the thing that, that, that is, is, is greater in the midst of that. And so I hope that has come across in what I've said tonight. Just an invitation to it. Uh, and if you hear the invitation, it's a journey that you won't arrive at today or tomorrow, but it's a relationship worth pursuing. And, and, and so that all of your life, you would be able to say, I just want to know him more. I have, you know, where Paul said, you know, in Philippians 3, where he just says in the early part of it, it's like, you know, knowing Christ made everything else pale in comparison. The more I came to know Jesus, everything else was nothing. But he said, I'm not there. I, I forget what those things which are behind. I'm pressing after ahead. I want more of this. Like, I look at that and I want more. And it ought to be that way in prayer. That is, it should be one of those places, like, I want what that is. And faith, hope, and love. Yeah, it would draw us there. So leaving that with you, we'll pick up on it next week, and we'll pick up on the kingdom come as well as move into the other parts of intercession. But let's leave that, and again, we want to move into a space where we're going to take communion. So we give you an opportunity, uh, you know, every month to do this, sometimes on Sunday mornings and, and, and once a month on Wednesday nights. Here on Wednesday nights, we just give you this space that we want to end in this space of recognizing this. Now, I just want to make a quick tie-in. So we think about it. You know, I was asked just a moment ago, like, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? It's that recognition that it's because of Christ we have access. It's because of Jesus we do. Some of that's what we come in to take part in communion, that we get to come in and say, Jesus, this is, this is it. Like, it's because, you know, when we take communion, we're remembering his death and, his, and, 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 and just his, you know, life and his death for us, his overcoming and everything that's there, his, the cross that paid the price that both saves us but brings us into all of this. We wouldn't have this without him. So I want to invite you into a time that you would take communion with that. That in the sense that as we take communion, wherever that is, that maybe you'd step towards that. And just, you know, take communion tonight with both a recognition of that, a place of thanking him for what he has done, thanking him for, for what he's accomplished into that, and longing to make it more. That, Lord, you've opened up a door. Like, I should be pressing through this door. Like, you, you've been this to us. I want more of that. And so whatever that would look like in your life, I just invite you to it. So practically, here's what's going to happen. Wednesday night, we do it just a little bit different. So I'm going to pray in a moment. Uh, and, and then uh, after, you know, after I'm done praying, the worst team is going to lead us, and they're going to lead us in two closing songs. During these closing songs, we're just going to invite you to come up and take communion. So we're going to put communion elements up here uh, on little pillars, and we're just going to say, hey, whenever you're ready, come up and, and, and grab the cups. Uh, you can take communion up here. You can take it back to your chair. You can stand. You can kneel. Whatever that is, it's meant to be a space that where you just step towards that, and you are remembering Christ. Um, so you can do that again in the first song. You can do it in the second song. Uh, when you're done taking me, you can continue worshiping with us. But somewhere in the midst of this space, just inviting you to step into it and, and in the basis of what Christ is, uh, just join us in this. So hopefully that's enough explanation. If you take the cups back to your chair, uh, there's little uh, squares in, in front of you for, that are communion cup holders. You can put them there because you're like, I don't know what to do with the cups now. You don't want to draw, you know, to lay them on the chair and then they tip over and you juice on the chair and yeah, don't do that. So just put them in that little cup holder there. That would be great. So let's pray and ask that God would draw us into this. Jesus, we think about this reality that you've given us to remember you. remember your body, to remember your life given for us, to remember your blood. 
God, there's no other way. I know that. There's no other access. There's no other way that sins could be forgiven. There's no other ways that souls could be saved. There's no other way to get to heaven. If there's anybody here that's outside of that, we cry out now that you just draw them into a relationship with you. But Lord, for those of us who are yours, it's just all together right that we come in and just say, Lord, this is the only reason I have hope. This is it. This is the reason my sins can be forgiven. This is why I get to go home because of you. Thank you. Thank you for this. But Lord, that opens up everything else. Life in Christ, a prayer, an ability to come boldly before your presence and talk to you and know you. That's because of this. Jesus, it's because of you. We want to just remember. We want that to flow over us and and, and bring us with a, a treasure into all that you are and have. So God, in a way that I cannot do, would you do that for us? Would you teach us? Would you draw us to this? So once more, Lord, if there's anything that has us outside of this, if sin right now is impairing that life in Christ that is keeping us both from truly being able to pray and truly being able to walk, it's a good time, it's a good space for that to be dealt with right here and now that we look and say, this is what, what, what brought that to bear. This is what cleanses us. And Lord, we need to be clean. And I pray for that now and that you draw us into a space tonight of remembering and knowing you. So as we take communion tonight, Lord, just asking that you would help it to be that space that connects with us. And we do ask for this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, the riches of your glory. 
Father, we do thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that we are able to come to you, to engage you in prayer, to build a relationship with you. Father, we thank you uh, that you care for us. You who created the whole universe, it's still a mystery to all of us that you do care for us, but you do. Your word is very clear, Lord. Father, help us to take your word tonight. Father, help us to pray. Help us to build a relationship with you. Help us to be faithful to spend time with you and your word. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 